What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the Game Informer Show, a weekly podcast covering the video game industry. Join us every Thursday for a discussion about the latest gaming news, reviews, and exclusive reveals alongside Game Informer staff and special guests from around the industry. I'm one of your hosts today, Alex Van Aken, and I'm joined by Wesley LeBlanc. How you doing? I'm doing great. Excited to talk about yeah. a cover story. Absolutely. Wes, your your camera looks really crispy. Yeah. Yeah. This is the Opal or Opal Opal C1 camera. Um, it is the Opal new. C1. It was uh, sent to us by them. And it is probably the, I'm, I'm not even lying, like the best uh, webcam style camera I've ever used. Admittedly, I've only used like three, but miles away better. But it than- only works for <laughs> MacBook, right? Yes, this one specifically does, yeah. I believe. Um, yeah. But yeah, you can see it looks great. It looks better than the cameras I've used in the past here. Um, a lot better than the built-in MacBook one. And it has a really cool software that you can adjust the bokeh and like the zoom. And it even has, um, I don't remember the technical term, but it can just track my face so I can move and it would do the fun TikTok thing where it follows me all around. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's like filters and all kind of stuff. The software is really nice, uh, but I mean, more importantly, it's like a really crispy, high quality camera. Um, and yeah, I hope audio listeners appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm sure they do. <laughs> Just know that Wes looks good. To be clear, Opal did send us a few units, yes, and yeah. we wanted to say thanks, and, and we we thought it looked really good, so we we're like, oh yeah, let's let's talk about it and highlight it. It has replaced my Logitech camera. Rest in peace. <laughs> yeah, but they they did not pay us for that that message or anything. But uh, shout out to them for for sending some units over. It really helps to get our work from home set up uh, even more polished. Crispy. But, uh, I like that. Yeah, crispy. Crispy. I would be. I would try one. I, I have one for my travel stuff on my MacBook because I travel with a Mac. They don't have Windows support yet. That's like the one thing I'm I'm really waiting for. Um, but but yeah, kind of them to send send us a few units over and. Uh, yeah, it looks really good, Wes. Also joining us is Marcus Stewart. How are you, sir? Hey, I'm feeling pretty good. I don't know if I'm quite crispy, but I'm like a nice, <laughs> like, like I'm broiling. Which I oh, that's <laughs> from the Florida weather, right? Broiling. Well, yeah. Well, yeah, that that's true, yeah. too. Though we're about to get uh, saucy because it, it's been oh, raining a lot yeah. we, as we speak. Mm. It's funny because like as we speak, there's a hurricane heading our way. But by the time this airs, it will have passed. So wow, are you guys you know, confident in that? Actually, not to because I'm actually going to Florida next week. So like, I sh- it should be clear. You're, right? Oh, you're next really, week. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, totally they don't fine. take that long, Kyle. Okay, yeah. that genuinely <laughs> makes me feel a lot better to hear from some Florida experts. So thank you. You're, you're like <laughs> you are so fine. Yeah, like Thursday morning, the Florida will be back to normal and. And Marcus, you said you'll clean up for me a little bit before I get there, right? You said, yeah, it's a common the, courtesy. The state got to get that <laughs> yeah, that the, uh, crimson tide, that red tide. Get that I'll out be of outside there. with my broom in the street, <laughs> sweeping yeah. up some. Kyle's coming. Get ready. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't don't embarrass me in front of Kyle. <laughs> Your neighbor's like, I've never spoken to you before. I don't. <laughs> who are you? And I'm never going to again. Rounding out the show today, we've got Kyle Hilliard. How are you, Kyle? Oh, hey, I'm good. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm. I have a Canon Rebel EOS T. That's pretty crispy, right? I'm looking crispy. Yeah, there yeah, you go. Crispy. There you go. My first camera ever was a Canon EOS, a Rebel T three T two. Yeah, I think this is seven. I think 
Okay. Very They've come a long way. Yeah. Well, my first camera was the Game Boy camera that I borrowed <laughs> oh, from a friend yeah. for like a week. <laughs> yeah. You know, to to I I guess to roast my brother um publicly. Back when the so when he was a kid, he's like he's 9 years younger than me. So by the time he was like 7 years old, the DSs were out and I think he had a DSi or a DS Lite and it had the camera and we went through his DS one day and we found all these videos of him dancing naked in front of his Nintendo. Oh, no. Yes. <laughs> Wait, what was he dancing oh, no. to? Like, was there music set to it? He or? was just, just no, no music. The just Silence of the Lambs. Sound just right. like a six or seven year old, you know, um, expressing themselves via dance. <laughs> via dance. Uh, with no Man. clothes. Did not yeah. you didn't tell him that Nintendo does monitor all of that, so they have seen that footage. Like, yeah, yeah. Somebody his his Wii Shop agent is is watching, <laughs> but uh, oh, they yeah, got. I don't a know Wii why Shop, you right? reminded me of that. Uh, maybe because I had a Game Boy camera, but I never, I was never possessed to do something like that with it. I would just take photos of like the shoes on my floor or something, oh, and like print it out via the printer. Yeah. Anyways, uh, we've got a packed show. Uh, of course, if you do want to support Game Informer, you like what you hear today, head over to your local GameStop, pick up a physical magazine for six bucks. Uh, no subscription necessary. If you do have a digital subscription, uh, the Assassin's Creed Mirage cover story, which we're going to be diving into today, is now available to read. We've got a lot of great uh, features in it as well, unrelated to Assassin's Creed. It's a, it's a packed book. Uh, a lot of cool reviews and, and previews in there as well. Uh, so if you want to support us, head over to GameInformer.com slash magazine uh, for info on getting a subscription. And if you just want to get you know a print issue, you can, like I said, you can go to your local GameStop or you can go to GameStop.com slash GameInformer and uh, grab one uh, when they become available online. Six bucks. Uh, great way to support the show. Uh, but let's, let's, let's wait no further. We're going to get into Assassin's Creed Mirage. Wesley and I were the first journalists in the world to play Assassin's Creed Mirage. First people outside of the company, too. Yeah, yeah. I, I always never remember to say, I'm like, okay, well, they obviously probably had consultants work on it, that kind of thing. And I never know the phrasing. But yeah, the first external people. Yeah. Yeah. Do you get a, to play a the bumper game. sticker for that that you put on your car like an honor roll student? <laughs> uh, I'm designing one, yeah. Okay. yeah. Yeah. Hey, I have one for breath of the wild wow kind of, with some asterisks <laughs> yeah was that i wasn't the, i wasn't the first but i played it i played it the i was probably the journalist who played the most uh before mm. it released and that's what my bumper sticker says it's a lot of text <laughs> one of our previous one of our previous uh cover stories that i went on i was the first person to play the game externally but i was not allowed to say that <laughs> and I, I agreed to that ahead of time. Okay. So okay. I can't say which game it was, but I was like, you know, I, it was me. I got, it I want the crazy. achievement. <laughs> yeah. But my lips are sealed forever, I guess. But yeah, so we got a pack show Assassin's Creed, uh, Starfield. These three dudes have been playing it, uh, quite a bit. It sounds like Kyle, uh, has a uh, word on our sea of stars review. Uh, and then Wesley and Marcus have been playing some skull and bones. And if we have time at the end of the show, uh, I have made it to Act 3 of Baldur's Gate 3, uh, and I want to talk about it. So let's dive into our cover story reveal. Wes, you and I flew to Bordeaux, France, 
uh a few weeks ago now probably what three four weeks ago yeah first week of august yeah yeah and uh like i said we played assassin's creed mirage we got to sit down with uh project leads and talk about how they're bringing uh the islamic golden age baghdad to life uh the art director in particular had a big passion for that as he grew up in the region um across the river from baghdad and you know just really was passionate about portraying the city accurately for that time and showcasing a Baghdad that we often don't see in Western Hollywood media. Right. Yeah. Um, and how it's this vibrant, rich place and how it's, you know, the next playground for Assassin's Creed to take place in. But Wes, I'll hand it over to you. What are your general thoughts? You want to talk about our, our trip out there? Yeah. So um, if you've paid attention at all to Mirage and what it's being pitched as, it's kind of like a, I don't want to say a backstep or even a forward step. It's like a sidestep. They're still going to be making these massive open world RPGs that take hundreds of hours to complete. But, you know, they announced this last September, the 15th anniversary of the first Assassin's Creed, which came out in 2007. This is meant to be their celebration of that game and where this series started. So it's not a remake of Assassin's Creed 1, which was uh, heavily rumored at the time. It's not a reimagining. It is a... Uh, a new assassin protagonist, which is Bassem, who we did see as a master assassin in Valhalla. And it's, you know, journaling his life from Street Thief to the master assassin we do see in Valhalla. And that takes place in Baghdad. It was a blank page for the team because we don't get any of that in Valhalla. So now it's, you know, returning character, brand new story. Um, and they're using this opportunity to take Assassin's Creed back to a singular city that's wide and dense and full of parkour paths because parkour is like at the heart of this game um, and really just focus in on assassinating people. You know, it's not about, you know, building this crazy loadout with all these gear pieces and collecting loot of different rarities. Um, it's about like fine tuning your tools and almost in a hitman way, like creating an optimal path to your assassination target, taking them out and getting out. And I, as someone who has been, a fan of the open world RPGs, especially Origins and Odyssey, but walked away from Valhalla like extremely exhausted with what those games are. Uh, this was like a breath of fresh air, um, both as someone tired of massive games like those open world RPGs and as someone who's been with this series since the start. If, if, if you're a fan of old Assassin's Creed and you've been wanting a little bit more of that, I think this is going to deliver based on what we played. Yeah, it's funny. I was... As I was uh, preparing our one of our videos that's going up, uh, it should be up now by the time people are listening to this. Uh, it's just like a, a sort of a, if you're a fan of Casey Neistat videos, you'll like this video. It's that kind of style of me and Wes going to France and playing this thing. And, and we share a lot of our impressions about the game. And I totally lost my train of thought. Oh my gosh, I can't believe I just did that. What did you just say, West? I'm trying to re-trigger it. <laughs> it's uh, for old Assassin's Creed fans. Oh, well, I like how we have to like hot wire your brain. <laughs> yeah, what that, we need like a back a to the series mini games. Uh, if you're a fan of the old games and have been wanting some of that, this game has. Oh you my covered. god, dude! Uh, it was breakfast. such. It was such a good thought too. I was like, dude, I'm gonna sound so smart. I'm gonna propel this conversation okay. well forward. feel free to scream it out while we're in the middle of talking about starfield with no comments yes, absolutely, <laughs> yeah. I, will. I think it was just like the idea that uh you know this is the stealth really does feel um not only like vile oh i remember what it was i can i know <laughs> i have to vamp 
uh, I was when I when I was making that video, uh, I was looking back at old footage of our NGTs for Valhalla because I needed some some footage uh, to reference. And I was watching the gameplay and it was Leo Vader and somebody else. They had gone out and played it for the cover story and they're showing off like the three styles, like the hunter, the the warrior and like more of the stealth stuff. And I was watching. I was like, this looks nothing like the Assassin's Creed that I remember playing specifically the warrior, just like chopping dudes up, you know, slow motion, swinging fire. I'm like, this is a completely different game. And not that that's a, a bad thing. It's just like this series has come so far and it's not, it's, it's a little overwhelming at times, honestly. Oh yeah. Uh, it's, I, I like those playgrounds and I enjoy playing them for, you know, a few hours, but it's, it's, it's like, all you it gotta do is open that map. And then just stare at it and be like, yeah. what, what am I even looking at here? Like, what can I even interact yeah. with? Some of these icons are locked off. Can I, should I, there's a guy mm-hmm. with like a skull on him. Is that good? Should I fight Yeah, exactly. Do we like skulls? <laughs> jury's still out on whether or not, you know, that's going to happen to me with this game. It very well could. But as we are playing it and like its sole focus is on like, sure. Yeah, you can get into fights and you can parry and stuff, but you're going to get overwhelmed quickly. And, you know, they're throughout the level design and the way in which you know the world is is laid out the tools at your disposal it very much is encouraging you to at least start stealthily on your missions like of course you don't have to you can go in and and do it all messy and stuff but i am the type of person when i play a stealth game like this that i like to um you know I, sometimes i'll save scum my way through until I get like the perfect run, you know, with no detections. That's how I like to play Splinter Cell and Dishonored and stuff like that. And that's kind of how I approached uh, our our sessions that we played. Because a lot of our sessions were completely doable without any of that stuff. But each of the the missions we played had like a side objective. It was like a little bonus. It was like, okay, do this, this mission without taking any damage. Do this mission without being detected. And... You know, the second I would get detected on those missions, I would just restart and be like, okay, reloading the save. Let's do this again. And it was a lot of fun. It almost felt like I was like interacting with this diorama. By the time I had like done the missions enough and I was like, okay, I know the pathing. I know, okay, I need to, I know the timing on, okay, I'm going to wait here. This guard's going to come over here. I'm going to pull him down. Then I'll assassinate that guy. And it just got into this like really fun almost puzzle adjacent experience. And again, this is something that I wanted from it, right? Like this is, you can just totally run through and and kill them all and, and keep going. Right. But again, that's not what I go to these games for. And it was, it was really, really refreshing to be able to do that again, again. And, and I don't, I think that that smaller scope definitely helps to accomplish that feeling. I mean, that's, that's, I mean, even without reading you guys' cover story, like, from the beginning that's always been the thing that has will make me at the very least start mirage is like just the scope and scale just being you know the knob being like turned down a little just a little yeah Yeah. down from like 10 to like eight yeah yeah like it still sounds like there's a lot there but even just having like mainly taking place in one city right is that basically the pitch yeah Mm -hmm. that's that's something that i wrote about too in this story and i'll have some other features going up is you know, with these big open world RPGs, I remember specific locations, but it's never a city because 
one city is plopped into this gigantic map that you're going to eventually explore. So you're there for maybe an hour or two of gameplay, whereas this is taking place in just Baghdad. And so it's been designed differently because they know this is a city players are going to be in for dozens of hours or, or 20 hours or whatever. And I get the feeling just being there that like, like the old Assassin's Creed, it's a city that I can like get to know and memorize like, oh, I'm here. So I can go up here to this rooftop and then slide down this pole or, okay, I'm over here. I'm near this temple. Let me go over here to this like church or whatever. I don't know. Um, and that's something that's like really exciting for me because growing up on Assassin's Creed, uh, these games were like gateways into history for me. Like I really enjoyed the Renaissance and learned a lot about the Renaissance because of the Ezio trilogy. And I'm excited for like a game to focus on a city in such a big way again, where I might feel enticed to go and learn a lot more about, uh, you know, golden age, ninth century Baghdad. Um, and I only got to explore a little bit of Baghdad, so I can't speak to the entire thing, but just the two districts I was in, I was floored by how much of a city it feels like compared to the, uh, the open world RPGs. Yeah. And it all takes place in, it's like the circular, the city is surrounded by like the circular wall. And I think there's some opportunities to like leave the, the city at certain points, but you're always going to kind of be directed back to it. Uh, like this game, does it have a like the same sort of skill tree or similar skill tree to like the recent games like Odyssey and Origins and that? Your... So no, not at all. Mm -mm. So basically, that that was one of the things I asked them is like, so you've built this fan base around these RPGs where people have tons of customization options and skill trees and all this. Like, how do you make this game enticing? And I mean, truthfully, part of it is like, it might not be like it is a smaller scaled back Assassin's Creed. Um, so those people might not enjoy it, but there is still elements of that. You're not progressing through a skill tree or getting XP to like raise your, you know, standard RPG level, but instead you have an arsenal of tools and you can upgrade your tools. So a throwing knife can become a throwing knife dipped in poison, or it can get this like really cool ability called uh, corrosion where it makes it where if you uh, kill someone with a throwing knife, their body like corrodes, which mechanically means it disappears that way. No one else, um, spots the knife and then um there's like you have smoke bombs you have noisemakers uh and other tools like that and you upgrade them and as you upgrade them you select a perk to attach to it and you can have three perks at any time so i might have a poison knife dipped in uh corrosion that also i can charge up to throw really hard um so while i'm not you know getting different perks on a skill tree i am kind of tweaking the uh tools to my liking to kind of build i don't want to say a loadout but uh, I can use the knives different than uh, you might use them. Okay, this is basically bringing you back to like like in the old games where you were pretty much Batman, whereas like the assassins yes. was like yeah, the yeah. same. It was just about making your arsenal better. And I wasn't sure if they had had done that or if they had kept some of the stuff from the recent games where you were like literally changing the physical properties of your assassin to the point where it became almost like super video gamey. Like yeah. one of my favorite perks in Odyssey was like you can literally unlock an ability that turns off fall damage. So you can just jump off mountains and land and just keep running. <laughs> I wasn't sure if they kept any of that for this, but it doesn't sound like it, which I'm happy with. Like I like I said, I'm excited for this to be as a another Assassin's Creed fan has been there since the start to kind of go back to that. Like, no, he's just like a really he's like a really good regular dude <laughs> and he's, yeah. you know he loves parkour he just loves parkour <laughs> and and stabbing people and that's just kind of his thing you know he yeah, does absolutely. have one not supernatural ability but it comes off the same way that supernatural stuff did in the uh rpgs 
it is called assassin focus and you basically like slow down time select targets and mark them and then you hit like a trigger button and he just glitches through the level and like takes them all out and wherever the last person you kill is that's where he ends up and like in this world where he is just a normal dude who's good at killing people it's like okay what are we doing here and then we talk to the developers about it and the the narrative reason why it's able to do that is Bassam was so fast and so efficient at killing that the animus which is you know the little matrix of the series can't keep up so that's why he's glitching on screen as he performs these kills which i like honestly i do i, too. I, I like that conceit i'll I'll, yeah. I'm, I'll give it up for that i'm like yeah that's weird in, in kind of a funky yeah. way that i appreciate yeah it's It'd be very anime to... yeah they thought about it i was like i have a question why like a weird crazy supercomputer couldn't keep up with an ancient like man <laughs> even if that fast. Really fast but... <laughs> he was fast dude what do you what, Listen, what do you dude. want man he was fast <laughs> he had the nikes on yeah <laughs> uh any other questions from from you on it we have we do have one question from a listener, at least. Uh, but before we move over to that, Kyle, do you have any any questions for us? Uh, no, I want I want to hear the the question. I I am excited for the game. Like I said, I I I think I fell off after three. After that, okay. it's always yeah. been a dabble, right? I've I think I've touched every one, and then Valhalla. I think I got the furthest in, but they're just they're too much. And this is this is one that I'm excited to check out and, and play it more. Like you guys are saying, like kind of like almost stealthy, puzzly. Rather than just yeah. like, I'm gonna just keep playing this until I'm strong enough to beat that mission. Like I'm looking forward to something that's a little more thoughtful. That's my hope for it. Sure. Um, well, who can from our Discord, which you get access to by subscribing to us on Twitch, just one time. Uh, who can asked? Uh, this may have been previously asked, but does it feel like Mirage is returning to stealth roots of AC one and two? I'd love to hear about the combat. So we've kind of tackled the first part of the question. Yes. Uh, but combat itself, uh, we can probably dive a little deeper into, you know, it, it kind of operates like it did. It feels similar to like Assassin's Creed two and it's combat to me in, in like the parry system. And you kind of got like your basic attacks and it's kind of just like that back and forth dance of, okay, I'm going to hit them. They're going to try to hit me. I'm going to parry. And then we're kind of do that till, till, they're dead and maybe I'll maybe I'll try to like use the environment to get away for a second and pull out a gadget and then hit them with that but largely that's kind of the loop am I missing something in that Wes real quick before I dive into combat for stealth since he specifically mentioned since they specifically mentioned Assassin's Creed 2 I do want to mention that like Assassin's Creed 2 and other games you you can blend in with crowds again or sit on benches oh yeah yeah a lot of those uh older school ways of engaging with stealth are back. Like you can even convince the Minati, which is like the town's spokesperson to uh, speak highly of you and distract people and bring your notoriety down. Or you can hire like guards to come with you. Like all those kind of systems that were, I think brought into the series uh, in those earlier games are back um, on the combat note. Uh, I do think, so a lot of people didn't necessarily like the combat of old. And I think this hit like a peak with, uh, black flag where you're not really fighting enemies you're letting them hit you so that you can hit parry at the right time and then insta kill them and that's back like the parry insta kill thing is back for most enemies if you parry them and and then you know time it right you can kill them instantly but i think the difference here and why it's work it works better for me is that this is ai in 2023 like the enemies don't feel 
like they're just lining up so that I can do that parry thing like I did in Black Flag. They're like, I can parry insta-kill them, but they're still giving me trouble and I'm still struggling to take on all of them. Uh, and like Alex said earlier, like you don't want to try to fight 15 dudes at once. I had at one point that we, we had the devs laughing and I had like 24 people chasing me and they were like, <laughs> there's just no way you're getting out of this. Um, and I didn't, I died and I kept trying and uh, yeah. Uh, but like you're, you, you really do want to focus on stealth and if you break stealth, it's possible. You can parry and, and do well, but like, my main goal at least playing will be okay i've broken stealth let's try to escape with a smoke bomb and get back into stealth because that's where i'm most powerful man it's so weird hearing that again it's like like you said that that was always a thing in the earlier games but it's we've gotten so far away from that for so long that it's like a weird like returning memory of like yeah yeah that is how i used to play those games and yeah it was around black flag where they kind of started throwing that out the window where i was like i'm in the streets just slaughtering dudes left and right and i don't care that everyone sees me uh, one thing that is back that I am not a fan of uh, is the eavesdrop missions. They brought oh, those back. Yeah. yeah Are they better? They're better, in my opinion. But they're they're better. I still it's still like, oh shoot, he turned around. I have to I have to redo this. And that means this time it means going and sitting on a bench and rewinding, like waiting for the data to recycle. Uh, and then trying again. Um, but I always feel like these eavesdrop missions, they need like some sort of UI uh, notification that that like they are suspicious, at least. You they know? need like a circle because it'd be like, like a cone just so like I'm in this cone. I shouldn't be or I don't. Yeah, I agree. Something because it's like, OK, I have been so stealthy this entire time. But now he's randomly suspicious, is turning his back and now I'm caught. And it's like. I didn't do anything to alert you that you're being followed. Yeah. Yeah. Like um, I could just be a, a bystander and it's just kind of yeah. close to you. Like, how do you know it's me? You know? And maybe there's story reasons for that or something, but I still found it's it. Like, Whoa, that hood. We know what that one of the means. more frustrating parts yeah. of, of our demo. They, they um, were like proud to have brought it back because this game yeah, is, they were. is trying to like <laughs> celebrate the series's history and tailing love it or hate it is a big part of that. Yeah. I do still wonder if it was necessary, but to their credit, it is better and more engaging than what it used to be, which is you literally just walk slowly and, oh, uh, here's a crowd <laughs> yeah. of people coming. Let me stand there because that's what I'm supposed to do. At least in this one instance that we played, he was walking, the target was walking like on a path and neither of us went left, they told us, but we could have gone left, which takes you like under, not underground, but like below him and you have like a parkour path there. I went right and so I'm parkouring over rooftops and I have to kill some enemies along the way while keeping track of him. Um, so while it's still a tailing mission, which remains to be seen whether those needed to return, I did find it more engaging than what it used to be, which That's is true. just yeah. walking behind them. What the problem with the eavesdrop missions is when they're working, you feel really like immersed in the fantasy. And then the second that you're caught, you're like, Oh yeah, I remember this. Uh, <laughs> and so like, I feel like these missions are going to have to like toe that line carefully yeah there's the sort of the the margin of error between obnoxious and like feeling cool is so thin yeah, with like, those missions yeah yeah i wish there was a and i think i thought this at the time when they were you know a regular thing of like 
I wish they adopted the Metal Gear thing where I could just like straight up interrogate them, like just come from behind and get them to chokehold and just put the knife yeah. in their neck and be like, because I feel like that would be a, a natural out of like, oh, I just got caught. Well, I'm just going to force the information yeah. out of you now, yeah. like discreetly. Making, what is the, you know, the animation, right, Marcus, where they like go <laughs> yeah. like this, right? You know, yeah, those dog tags to their neck. Like, oh, oh okay. It's all right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm an assassin. I should be able to chase after you and I like mean, get the information out of you, you know? Yeah. Again, just as another way for like, oh, this is going pear shaped. I better. Yeah, yeah. Yes, but um, there is the. Have we talked about the notor? You mentioned it, the notoriety system, and how it's kind of like a wanted system, um, and like the 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 higher notoriety, like townspeople will, you know, yell about you to call a guard and stuff, and you can like rip down poster wanted posters of yourself, um, that they put up to lower that level, as well as like Wes said, you can like pay a certain currency um like a token you can get is that tearing down poster animation pretty satisfying because for whatever reason i got a weird satisfaction seeing Ezio do it (laughs) does he just really yank that thing off the wall no it's 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 pretty like it's a standard animation i do like that if people see you do it they will start like ratting you out so you have to be very discreet about it I tried to kill someone who was like speaking and that doesn't go wow. well like the wow, <laughs> <Wes>. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so that was an interesting system. Something I did like about the notoriety, um, which I mean, it's pretty standard as far as notoriety goes, but when you hit the highest level, a Shakiara, I think is what it's called. Um, I actually didn't hear it pronounced out loud. So I'm probably saying that wrong, but it's a special like elite guard who is almost impossible to kill like very very tough to kill i did it but it took a lot of my uh, efforts and resources they will come after you and hunt you down until they kill you and what i really liked is i was doing this side content this the contracts which is what we were doing and i'm killing guards and none of the other guards in the area could see them so i'm like okay this is fine but i wasn't paying attention to like the citizens walking about they did see them and they started raising my notoriety because they were talking about it so I'm like going sneakily through this palace about to kill this um, assassination target. And then the elite Shakira guard just like runs in and he's like, you know, freaking out trying to kill me and he just ruins everything. And I really in- liked that that system works like across the board. It's not, I wasn't in this contract and it wasn't this isolated experience. Like the stuff I was doing outside of it is coming into my side mission contract and affecting how I play. And it was a nice like, like you level can't of use missions as a shield yeah, from exactly. like the outside world. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's transition uh, to uh, another massive game that, that we've been playing uh, Starfield. Now, Matt Miller is the person who uh, reviewed the game for us. I don't know. Do we know what he gave it? I don't, I don't think no. he is. I think he's finishing it right now. That's why he's not on here. Yeah, at the time of this recording, we don't really know, honestly, how he feels about it. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> but check out GameInformer.com. The review's probably on the site as you're listening. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is technically, the Thursday, to go, it's technically launched for people that got like the, isn't it like early access or whatever? Oh, right. Like the, that got yeah. the super duper the 31st, yeah. Star Child Edition, yeah. whatever it's called. So you three have been playing it. I have not played it. I'm... I am. I can only handle one RPG at a time, uh, but it is next on my list. So, tell me about it, Kyle. Yeah. So I and I think this out of the gate is sort of um, kind of explains where I'm at with the game. I'm about eight hours in, which is a pretty big number, and I feel like I've barely started. Like to the point where, like last night, I looked at my clock and I was like, "That's how long I've been playing." I really thought I've only been playing. 
like like three hours or something like that. But um, yeah, I mean the big, I mean I know like there's a bajillion questions about this game and what it is and its scope and and we're just we have not played enough to answer all of them. But the big thing for me, which is like maybe uh, silly in retrospect, is as I was playing it, I was like, oh, this is this is like Skyrim in space. Like this feels like Elder Scrolls, even more so like than Fallout, I would say. I think it is closer to the Elder Scrolls side, I think, because it is more of an action game where Fallout did kind of give you some turn-based options if you wanted. And, and I say that as a compliment. Like, I, it, it kind of, it was, I felt sort of silly after a couple hours. I was like, I don't know why, you know, like, I was like Michael Bluth holding the the dead pigeon that I pulled out of the fridge. I was like, I don't really know what I expected. Like, this is a Bethesda game from the people that made Elder Scrolls and Fallout. Uh, it's just a new, uh, interesting setting. Um, and so that, that's kind of like my eight hours initial thought is like, this is closer to elder scrolls than I expected. Um, and then the other thing, which I, I will I'll be curious to hear what Mark Marcus and, and Wes think of this as well is when I say loading, I don't mean there are bad loading times. The loading times on an Xbox series X are quite fast. Uh, it loads very quickly, but I am surprised at how much time I am spending just moving between loading screens from one place to the next. It's not a seamless game, which I don't know why that's what I expected, but I was kind of surprised when it's like, okay, you get in your ship. That's a quick load. All right. I go to another planet. That's a quick load. Once you get on the planet, maybe you go to a different spot on the planet. Okay. That's a quick load. And then I get out of my ship and go explore. And that's been a little surprising. It's not It's not really a game where you walk into your ship and take off and go to space. Yeah, it's not No Man's Sky. It, it is not, yeah, which is, it's, and, I, and I, there are moments where it kind, you kind of get some No Man's Sky energy when you're using lasers to collect material on planets. And maybe that's why there's that like little bit of a disconnect for me. But yeah, Marcus, and, like, so that's that was kind of a surprise for me. It's like, oh, I'm surprised how much I'm, it, how seamless it isn't. It's not. It almost sounds a little bit like outer, uh, worlds. outer worlds. Yes, that is. Yeah. I mean, it, it, that is definitely a, a point of comparison as well. I also there's when I'm, I found what I would call the the cyberpunk city last night. I was exploring neon, and it really it feels like cyberpunk, and and the shooting feels a little bit like cyberpunk, which again a compliment because I think cyberpunk has solid shooting. Um, but yeah, like the yeah. the the okay. lack of seamlessness. Not necessarily a knock against the game, but it did surprise me. I, I don't know, uh, Marcus and Wes. I don't know if you guys feel similarly or, or had similar surprises. Yeah, Marcus, let's let's go to you next. Yeah, I I would wager I've probably played the least so far. I haven't checked my hour counter, but if I had to guess, maybe like six hours. But like again, you you feel like and you know that you like you have barely done anything in the grand scheme of what the game is. Like yeah. it's like okay, like I've been mostly trying to focus on story stuff. I did clean out my initial side quests. Which again, as like I'm a Bethesda fan and I like love Elder Scrolls, I love Fallout. You know, it's been a while since I played one of these because like I didn't really play Fallout 76. So it's been like what eight years since Fallout 4. But I remember just like booting it up, and you know, Starfield has had this air of mystery of like, yes, I know it's a Bethesda game, but it's a brand new thing. It's like, all right, here yeah. we go. And within the first like ten minutes, once you can move around, and I'm like, okay, I see like a hundred things in this one room that I can pick up. And I'm going to grab everything. And then the moment I went around and was trying to see like, what's actually important and what's just like, I don't know. You could sell this for five, like 0.5 units, I guess they're credits. <laughs> and then they're like, Oh, right. This is, this is still a, a Bethesda game. Again, like Kyle said, of like that weird realization. Like, well, yeah, duh. And especially when, um, 
people talk to you, which I will say, I think the, like the conversations still have that sort of like, that zoomed in kind of like staring into your soul. And like eyes track you. Yeah, yeah, it's not as terrifying. I still think Oblivion takes the cake for how terrifying that can be. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Faces um, look a lot better in Starfield. Some good looking faces, yeah. They do. And I was going to say like, that's what stands out too. It's like, okay, like you can tell this engine, like this is not, this is a, I I forget if they said it's a brand new or it's just a reworked version of their, the engine they had been using. It's a sequel to it. They call it, I think creation engine two. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You, you can see a difference, which is what I wanted to of like, you know, especially for a game that's massive. There are some like environmental stuff that I was like, okay, that could look better. Like the, uh, the, the first, like when you get to the first, like your HQ for like the main story, sort of like new Atlantis that you're on constellation. Oh, and I was like yeah. looking at their trees outside, and they looked they looked weirdly flat to me in a way where I was like, "Am I looking at this right?" <laughs> like something about the the models look flat, but like other than that, like it's definitely like it's the best looking one of those that they've done. Yeah, um, it, it like, looks great in space. Like the moments where you're kind of flying near a space station, like that yeah. was the moment that I was like, "This is a good looking game. This is cool." Yeah, yeah. The uh, I also like. There's so much to do. Like, I'm still feeling overwhelmed. Probably the most overwhelmed I've ever felt playing one of their games. Like, I know what to expect from them, and I've gotten better at, like, sort of, like, knowing how to filter the stuff that is important and can wait. But, like, you'll walk by, and, like, you'll just get side quests added just randomly. Like, you don't have to engage with people. Like, all you do is overhear someone talking, and then your quest will get an update and be like, hey, you you should do that thing that you, that passerby, who wasn't even talking to you directly. They just said like, man, can't believe there's these outages in the, the wells. And then you're like, hey, you should go look at that. Like, oh, I, I guess I guess I should. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like little curiosities that pop up that your character picks up on. Yeah, like they're separated in their own. I think they're called activities, which are just like smaller side missions. Like they, they become bigger side missions when you yeah. engage with them. But until then, they're just like, I don't know. Maybe you can look into that. Um, but it, it's I don't know which game calls them curiosities because I love that. That sounds familiar. I, I is that know. Zelda? I don't think so. It does. Zelda does like have Separate. like main quest, side quest, and then even another term. I think. Yeah. Was, huh. was it Outer Worlds? <laughs> I don't, I maybe don't it's just remember. a me thing. Maybe maybe I want them to be called. Maybe that's just what you call them in your head. Like <laughs> yeah, not quite. It's a good name, yeah. Like you haven't agreed to a mission, but you heard something interesting. Rumors, yeah. Rumors, Rumors yeah, yeah, is much. maybe what I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah. but Which um, is Elder Scrolls. It's just wild that, like, even when I'm actively, like, in the beginning, I was like, I'm not going to talk to anyone. Let me just stick with the main quest for a while. And then by the time I got to where I need to be, I had like five things without talking to a single soul. Yeah, and it was like, well, I guess this mission—that's just how it's going to be. I'm just always going to have something to do. Like, whether the game. Whether you like it or not, the game is going to put stuff in front of you and you can choose to engage with it. Well, yeah, I think one of the early missions is like you are joining this this exploration team and they're like, hey, let's let's go to this planet and check this out. I'm like, great. And just walking to the planet, so you talk to someone who's like, hey, do you want to join the military? You know, and it's like, I yeah, not right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a, yeah, you have a choice to be like i guess i'll talk to you later like i'm currently part-time security officer yeah. um, and i almost felt i have like heard I'll... this game really wants you to be a cop yeah. <laughs> i i turned down the soldier guy because i was like well i'm already a cop and this is like the next step <laughs> and i don't know if i'm ready to make that leap i like my part-time position doing like 
weird petty things i also pickpocketed one of my employees and took his id card oh uh, hell yeah i'm a scoundrel uh-huh. that's my background so it's okay i went into a club and stole some uh sliders because they looked pretty good and i got like <laughs> they, a cop showed up and was like you better put those hamburgers back son because <laughs> i paid him off out of your pot you yeah, pay him in hamburgers because that'd be great you're just like hey you should try this hey yeah look at this hamburger. yeah you'll agree i have a lot of questions based on what you two have said but before i ask them wes overall thoughts before i ask my my questions yeah i'm about 17 hours in i think oh I'm you're the in, winner <laughs> i'm in various factions um which i would encourage you all to just say yes because you can complete all the faction storylines independently of oh, each so other. it's not like a new vegas thing where like if you pick one you're closing yourself off to another one Mm-mm. i mean I, the game hasn't told me this i just found myself inundated <laughs> with faction stuff and so i was like googling and there's sites out there that have like quotes from people on the team saying like yeah you can do all these like it's out there um okay. so i'll check back in and let you know if that actually turned out to be true but yeah i i kind of just echo their thoughts this is fallout slash skyrim in space and it is still 100% a Bethesda game, which took some adjustment because I think I expected like something a little more drastically different. But now that I've kind of, okay, this is a Bethesda game. It's in space. It's a different setting. I'm having a really, uh, really good time. It's just fun. I enjoy Bethesda RPGs. They have a very, there's something about a Bethesda RPG that stands out among other RPGs. And I don't exactly know what it is. It's probably a, com- a combination of things, but I'm thoroughly enjoying it. And uh, I wanted to mention on the the loading thing, that is also something I have noticed. Like you do so much loading and it's there's a lot of steps to go from one planet to the next. Like you're going to get on your ship and load into space, which is a quick little cutscene. It's not like No Man's Sky where you just zoom off into space. And now you're in space and you want to go to your next planet. So you got to open up your map and pick that planet and sometimes you have to do like a, a gravity jump across space to reach that. So that's a cutscene that plays, which is a loading screen. And then you get there and you're at the planet and you see it in front of you, but you don't fly to that planet and land. You open up your map of that planet and then you pick the spot on the planet where you want to land. It's extremely confusing. And I don't think the game does a good job teaching you at all how to navigate its various menus. Now that I've got it down, I'm pretty good at it and it's fine. I don't mind at all, but like, yeah, maybe I missed a tutorial somewhere, but there was, I was struggling to go from planet to planet uh, in my early hours. To add on to that, uh, I will say like there's a, the game has like the tutorials in the menu to revisit. I've had to do that a few times because it's like, I don't know if I, if you taught me this or like it popped up quickly and I, it didn't last longer and I've had to revisit some. And I will say that I think the, the in-game, like the, the menu, like not the start, not the pause menu, but like your inventory, like where you access all stuff is like actively bad. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's pretty rough. Like, cause yeah. it's like a radio menu and it has four main kind of like quadrants, but then there's like four sub quadrants that are actually like the important ones that are just like invisible <clears throat> unless you highlight them where I was trying to figure out like, where's my just regular inventory of stuff? And it's like, okay, it's over where my suit is kind of pictured. And then you see like, oh, if you, go there there's a little node and then the word inventory pops up real smart like why isn't it just like yeah it it shows your most recently like equipped thing so it doesn't always look like your inventory menu it's all it's all things that like you get the hang of but it just takes a long time to get the hang of like i it took me a while to figure out how to equip 
multiple weapons because it doesn't teach you that it's like okay i've picked up like five different guns really fast and they're like and you can't just swap them like i was hitting like like i'm playing on uh xbox i was hitting y to like oh like dual like shift or like how do i just pick another gun i know i have like five and then i saw like oh there's a you know the cross like with the d-pad there's like hotkey yeah yeah and then but it doesn't teach you that or maybe i before like the game does teach you to it i haven't gotten to it but it does not I teach had you because to... i'm 16 hours in still going into my menu and manually selecting oh no oh, you didn't know that no, <laughs> yeah you gotta mark his favorites man then you can add them to the thing. yeah my game yeah, my gamer mark... cred just went down no no it's fine i only got that because i put <laughs> i was going into the mini because i was like my, my i refuse to believe like they're they would not yeah. let me hold so many weapons and only say you can hold one at a time like there's nobody can expect me to keep going into the menu to do this and then i saw favorite and i was like that's not the word i would usually use for this but like maybe and then as soon as you hit it it brings up the crossbar so that now i filled it up with like health and melee weapons and it's just tough because like it is a game that would benefit from a lot of tutorial but like you could you could hear the meet you could like just listen in on the meetings like in your head from bethesda being like if we put if we try to tutorialize everything early it, it's it, it's just gonna turn everyone off because there's just too much like i i don't but i don't know if they made the right call of throwing you in the deep end like there's there, i don't know it's 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 hard it's like i get that but at the same time because of the open-ended nature of this game like players are gonna throw themselves into the deep end sooner than others without realizing because it's like the, the moment you touch down on the first like real planet which doesn't take long um you're pretty much left to your own devices like i said you'll pick up like 50 side quests just by existing yeah. <laughs> you know and a lot of those are like might be combat related so you're like oh i need to know how to shoot a gun like now and <laughs> i've i've got three how do i do that how do i change to the i'm stuck with the default mining laser how do i make it so i can use a real gun <laughs> <laughs> did you guys did you guys also run it i'm still running into this sometimes where i i go through all the things get all right let's go on the mission got my marker on my screen i get on my ship i go to the planet i land on the planet i get out of my ship you know spacesuit on ready to go explore and then i'm like why is my marker it's on my ship again and i have mm-hmm. to go back to my ship and then like move over to a different <laughs> section of the planet like that has happened to me like 20 times <laughs> i've only had that happen once but it was my mistake where i was supposed to land at a space station but i thought it was like the planet it was orbiting so i was like it just it was my error but uh yeah i, I had that same thing also when i landed the planet, i was like oh i'm getting radiation like poisoning <laughs> maybe i'm not supposed to be here yet something um i i wanted to mention with like the note of loading because there is a lot of it I think the biggest, the reason why it's standing out so much to me is like in Skyrim and Fallout, part of the game is, okay, I'm at this city or this very cool point of interest. I'm going to go to the next one now. So you walk there or and you, and you find things along the way. So far, Starfield feels like a lot of really, really great points of interests, but it doesn't have the walking in between sections that Skyrim and Fallout does because you're in space. So you're flying from a planet's point of interest to another planet's point of interest. And so you are doing a lot of loading and then you land and you're like, oh, it's this really cool place. Load. Oh, really cool place. Load. Really cool place. And so I think the loading screen is standing out a lot for me because in the other uh, RPGs that they have, you know, Sky or Elder Scrolls and Fallout, you're not loading from place to place. You're exploring and finding things along the way, uh, which Starfield 
couldn't have done. The The goal of this game is for you to visit tons of planets and see tons of cool places. And I have seen a lot of cool places. Um, I just think it took me some adjustment to realize like, okay, this is what Starfield is. It's going from POI to POI. There's not going to be that fun, slow, ambient exploration in between locations. It's it's not open world is kind of how yeah. I feel about it almost, you know? Yeah, it's kind of like a series of, like I said, just sort of like hub worlds. Zones. With this, it's like, hey, you're in this city and, you know, it has its missions and, and characters, but like there's so many other places that you might not feel, I mean, you might not feel pressured to to stay, stay there too long. You're like, oh, there's other stuff I should go see. So maybe you don't get the full sense of what it offers or its personality as you would in something maybe like a i mean you know like fallout and elder scrolls like obviously those games obviously have like different towns that you visit it's not like you're in the same city but i think because you you still just walk everywhere seamlessly you know what i mean it's like i could walk from one side of skyrim to the other one if i really wanted to and yeah whatever i encounter along the way is that this game is cut up in pieces where you can't you can't do that on like that same grand scale. It's like, if you want to see what's in a different solar system, you have to go through <clears throat> 10 loading screens or whatever it is <laughs> and then get there. And then while also trying to get a handle of like, we mentioned the sort of like confusing menu navigation and also just even the ship management stuff, which I'm still wrapping my head around of like, cause you know, you're not just flying your ship there. You got, I to kind of like live up to the space fantasy of like oh you're managing like the power of all the different systems. I've heard and that. Like, yeah. Oh, should I? I got this much power in my shields and this much power in my weapons and this one in my in my engines and like trying to feel like should I just be moving knobs around and like flying? I don't know. Like, does it matter? I guess. And you know that that's it's lending to like a strategy for like space battles. Like that's the fun, right? Of like the Star Trek or like even like Han Solo fantasy of like, oh man, put more power in the missiles so we can blow the sky at the sky at the, you know, at the risk of uh, not having shield. Uh, I think I'm, because I don't play a lot of like space semi games, I'm still getting used to that. I'm just, just like, just give me a ship that I can just play like an arcade style. You know what I mean? Uh, and I, I haven't upgraded it yet or anything. I actually oh, just figured I'm out. I'm scared of that. Like I don't, I, not, not ready I, for I that. yet either. I'm still using the uh, starter ship. I'm thinking about just saving up to just buy a wholesale better ship and not just upgrade it individually, which I'm also feeling that pressure too of like, should I, I should just get like a whole other ship, right? I shouldn't be trying to fix up the starter ship. <laughs> wouldn't that, does that, wouldn't that make more sense? Uh, I don't know. Do you guys have feel like that upgrade pressure, even in just the inventory stuff of like, oh, I've got like five different spacesuits. And they, I can't tell which ones are better because I feel like there's disadvantages and advantages to both. I just want the one that's sort of better. I know you hate this, especially Kyle. Yeah, I mean, I kind of, I've hit a point early on where I'm like, I don't really pick up a lot of clothes or guns. I found some guns I like and I'm just kind of sticking with those. And then I, it took me a long time to find where to sell things too, which was just a matter of exploring the, the sort of the main town, New Atlantis. There's a... Uh, Gosh, I, I'm sorry. I wish I could remember the name. There's at least two help. vendors. There's a trade. There's the Trade Federation, which is like the shady underground one. But there's one like right. Yeah. What is the called? landing port? I forgot what they're called. Because there would be a great guy, tip for like a listener. It's like you want to sell stuff. It, it's this building. And because I will say there is a the guy a that's like yeah, yeah. There's a guy that tells you right at the landing strip. He's kind of like the first guide. He's like, hey, if you want to sell stuff, it's over there. And there's also like Wes mentioned. There's a physical kiosk nearby that is like a mall map yeah. basically <laughs> one thing we we have been talking a lot about the technical side of the game which is like 
absolutely a huge factor of it, especially even eight hours in, it still feels like you're it's early and you're like learning it. But I did, I wanted to call it like, I am interested in, in where the sort of the, the story is going in terms of the group constellation. Like they're looking up these artifacts that have some weird connection, but I did also have a moment recently uh, that felt very Bethesda in, in a complimentary way where I was flying on a mission and I got to the planet and I was waiting outside of the planet and this, like, just over the intercom, there was this old lady. She was like, hi, I made some cookies if you want to stop by. And I was like, sure, yeah, I'll go get some cookies. So I went and, like, docked on her ship and went into her ship and talked to her. And she's like, yeah, my my, my husband passed away, so I've just been kind of exploring. My my nieces and or my, my grandchildren are worried about me all the time. Uh, but please, take all the food you want. I've made too much. Have some cookies. And I was like, sure. Good chat. Had a meal. All right, I'm going to leave the ship and go back on mine and head down to the planet. And that kind of story is is cool. Like, that's that's a fun thing. That's, like, the closest you get to that sort of walking around the open world is, like, just, like, other ships flying around that are friendly, you know, that maybe you can just chat with them or you can dock with them and have, like, weird weird little stories like that is cool. I have done. I, oh, go ahead. I was like, I haven't done I feel like every time I've been in space, I just immediately just want to fast travel to where I got to go. I haven't done a ton of like just flying around because yeah. it's like, oh, if I can fast travel, like you can literally just point your right at the waypoint and click it. And it's like, hey, do you want to fast travel? Which is actually nice that you can do that, that without nice. do like hitting that, yeah. the start menu. Um, but it's like, well, I need to get there. And sometimes you see some ships flying around. But one i'm like early so i'm like worried those are like pirates or something and it's like i don't want to get into a fight right now and have to repair a bunch of stuff i can't afford <laughs> and but uh now hearing because i wasn't expecting if there would be emergent moments like that in space i kind of just assumed people were either merchants flying around or just enemies and that was basically it there's uh, a yeah, there's a good bit i did that same one you uh are talking about kyle and I, I did this other one that um is was really cool it was like a party ship and they were like hey we're just like booze cruising through the galaxy do you want to come hop on for a bit and i was like sure and i'm they're all dancing there's like a dj and everyone's jamming and they're like should we tell them and i'm like okay what's i'm probably about to have to kill these people like what are they doing and they're all being secretive and they're like yeah let's tell them and so they're all like partying and drunk and all that and they're like hey go hit that switch over there and i'm like okay so i go and i hit the switch and it turns the gravity off and now everyone's like hooting and hollering because they're dancing and they're like floating <laughs> yeah it's literally that and i was like okay this is pretty awesome this is cool like this serves me yeah. nothing like as a as a a mechanic in the video game i'm not getting xp i'm not getting anything out of this but like i enjoy well, if that I, I was a bad person could i rob them could i take yeah. their stuff yeah, yeah you good. can shoot every you can even and i think i haven't done this yet because it's not how i'm role playing my character but i think you can if you kill like the pilot and everyone on there like you can take that ship and oh yeah successfully like put it into your armada um, which i almost did to grandma uh the other night but wow uh, <laughs> i mean she did say take anything you want I exactly don't and she had a nice like, i tried I'm and alone, it was like and the people who are worried about me are far away <laughs> <laughs> i mean that's a good point because i would say that this game has a sense of humor like i think it in the beginning something about it maybe because it's the near the far future stuff it feels almost sterile at times and because it's because it, this is the beginning they're they take the story very seriously for the first couple hours like hey you know weird artifact space visions go to the city meet the, the you know constellation the organization you're like okay i was like i'm not i'm not getting enough personality but then when you start doing the side stuff like i had a mission where i was um i was in the sort of like the 
the slums of New Atlantis, basically. And I was like doing something else. And I happened to wander into an apartment where I opened the door and this like weird like dog robot attacked me. And so I have to shoot this thing. And it was pretty hard. It was uh, almost like over leveled. But I kill it and I go inside and I see a dead body and I read this guy's email exchanges. And he apparently bought this like robot off the black market from a guy. And you, you just see their exchanges day by day where he promised this guy like, yeah, meet me at the spot. I'll bring cash and pay for it. And the guy's like, OK, but, you know, I'm warning you, like, you better have the money. Uh, you know, I don't play around. And then I guess at some point, like he cheated this guy out of his money because then the next exchange is him being like, the guy being like, ha ha, you, I fooled you. You thought I was going to bring the money. You just, I he had a phrase because his name was like, he had a name and he basically was turning his name into a verb of like, you just got Kyle or something like that. <laughs> Kyle says that all like that. Actually, so. I do say that all the time. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, and the guy's like, are you serious? He's like, dude, I will kill you. Like you have 24 <laughs> hours to give me my robot back or my money. One of the two. And the guy's just like, nah, ha ha, you know, Kyle never gets caught. And he's like, <laughs> and then the last email is like, you idiot. Do you not realize that the robot you bought has like a remote control option? Like I can turn it on right now and have it kill you. <laughs> so oh, give me good. my that's money. Funny. And he just did not believe him. And then you kind of go like, oh, I guess that's what happened here <laughs> because he's just on the <laughs> ground in a blood puddle. And it's like, what an idiot. It's <laughs> so just like little weird moments like that. As like I'm glad that stuff is still in this game. Like it's got that quirky stuff, and it makes me even more compelled to not just maybe fast travel as much. Because again, this game really promotes fast travel in a way that I don't think any of their other games have. And they're like, hey, you can even when you're on the ground, you're like, you can just fast travel to the different districts. You don't have to walk everywhere. Just do that. Yeah. Word. I do have a couple quick lightning questions for y'all, if I if I may. Is there crafting in the game? Lots. Oh yeah, so much. There's like five crafting, different crafting benches. Food, uh, your suit, <laughs> weapons, like everything has oh, okay. a crafting. Not everything. Okay. A lot of the big systems have their own individual crafting. Systems. I'm still getting used to it, honestly. Yeah. Okay. I, I haven't. Really and there's a <laughs> there's research projects you can do for like bigger stuff where you can tag ingredients to be like, oh, I'm working on like a really big upgrade oh, cool. for my yeah. suit or. Yeah. the ship oh. or whatever it is i do want to mention real quick this I, is gonna scratch my brain in a in a good way yeah you don't um. have to play this like as a action game at all like you can just be a space scientist and persuade your way and talk your way through conversations i've been doing that a lot like i haven't done much combat um and there's a lot of perks and stuff to uh funnel you into that so like if you are someone who just wants to craft and go around the galaxy and like find more things to build better resources it does feel like you have those systems um, i don't know how far that'll get you in the main story uh but like i do get the sense that if you want to role play han solo or role play a farmer or something like that like i think you, i think the game has systems for that yeah a lot of the okay. classes reflect those different archetypes too of like not only just like your narrative like your character's narrative background but then the perks associated with it so like if you pick like something more like scientist you're like okay you're just really good at like talking and like geothermal like mining planets for resources and then doing science stuff that's like that's like your forte okay um i know there's like ship upgrades and ship i guess what i'm asking is are you deck can you decorate your ship like is there like base building in this game I maybe Wes would know. I have I have found a few vendors that sell like decorations, but I haven't really I haven't 
bought any just because I, you know, I'm still early. I don't want to use money on that kind of stuff yet. Um, yeah. But Wes, have you, can you decorate your ship internally? Like set up little so, desk like, things? Decorating stuff? the inside, I'm not quite sure. I haven't found a system where it's like, okay, you've opened up a menu. Now pick where you want to put this. But like, yeah. I know. Because I know there's a housing system as well. There is. Separate from the ship. Yeah, there's the whole Fallout 4 base building thing is back. It's called, oh, it's, sick. It's called Outposts and you can. You get crew members, you select, like every time you get a crew member, you're like, okay, I want to assign you to my ship because you're good at dog fighting or you're good at, you know, fighting. So you're coming with me. I can also put this character at this outpost because she's really good at manufacturing oh, yeah. resources. So while I'm doing missions in space, she's going to be making sure I have med packs coming or something like that. Um, but as far as like decorating the inside, I don't know, but I know that you can like put items down. And I know in that trailer, they had like the 60 sandwiches on a table or whatever as a joke. So like, theoretically i can put stuff in my ship how i want it i'm just not sure how because i haven't been given a system to do so yet yeah i'm glad you brought that up because i forgot about the the crew recruitment stuff because i haven't recruited anyone i talked to someone on new atlantis but i was too broke to pay him so i tried to convince him <laughs> to work for free basically <laughs> oh that's very it, problematic of you marcus well i have more exposure. charisma than I... <laughs> exposure exposure yeah you know you get to see the world man multiple worlds yeah it turns out i have more charisma than money right now um <laughs> true to life actually but uh <laughs> i haven't uh, i i i did talk to one guy in a story mission and i think he's on board <clears throat> for me to get him eventually but have you guys oh it sounds like you have west but kind of you uh have you guys like filled up your ship yet with like a whole crew uh, you know, I don't know if I've filled it up, but like I have, yeah, I have my robot, uh, who can say my name. I have like, right. a, which a, we all have the robot. <laughs> right. Yeah. You start with that and the father and the daughter and are this Russian woman now. And my old boss from the mining company is like along as well. Cause she didn't want to work in the mines anymore. So I was like, yeah, come along, come join me. Sure. I've heard there are like really interesting starter perks. Like I know one of the perks you can just be like, yeah, I'm a homeowner. I, and like I have some, that perk. That's you, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and like you start the game with a house. I start the game with the house. It's in a galaxy far away, so I haven't actually made it there yet because the game's like you haven't charted this course yet. You have to jump from like system to system before you can do the the big jumps. That's how um, they get you. But so, but I want to go see my house. I don't know why I need to have a house, but I liked the idea of it. And so I start the game, and it's like, hey, just so you know, you have a mortgage. And I'm like, it's the millennial dream. Yeah, yeah. I'm you like, pay this for is a house awesome. that you cannot access. <laughs> like, that'd yeah, be like it's light years away. House. Yeah, like that'd be like buying a house in like Asia, and, yeah. and but and never getting a picture of it. You're like, I don't even yeah. know if this is a nice house. It's the same people that like buy like a like they're like. I I pay ten dollars to become a lord, <laughs> <laughs> or I own I, I own, own one square foot of there. land. Yeah. Got a piece yeah. of land in the Andromeda galaxy. <laughs> yeah, yeah you, those those salesmen are in are in, I guess this this galaxy as well. I went to a bank and they were like, "You have a mortgage. It's one hundred and twenty five thousand dollar credits to pay off," and I didn't have that. Um, and they're like, "But you don't have to. Don't worry." But I thought I was going to have like payments every month or something. Um, but he was just like, no, when you have it all, come pay it off if you want it, or we can just foreclose it for you. Just let us know. I have the credits needed. I have enough credits, but I haven't been to my house yet. So I don't know if I want to buy it because I was also in that cyberpunk city that Kyle mentioned neon. And yeah. there's like a sky, there's a, it's called a sky suite. It's like at the top of, I haven't been there either, but it sounds cool. And I'm like, well, maybe I want to live there. 
but I don't know. I haven't seen my house that I own yet. So by the way, the it stuck out to me that the guy that you're talking about, Wes, who is offering to sell you that uh that like nice apartment, is also the bartender. Like it's like, well, what is your job, dude? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Hey man. And it's, also, it's like, if you talk to him there. enough, he'll try to sell you drugs. So he's a drug dealer. Uh, I he works the bar at the club. And he'll sell him. you an apartment. Dude. It's <laughs> hard out there, man. You gotta, you gotta have. You gotta, gotta moonlight. Yeah. You gotta hustle like on Planet Neon. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I've also actually what what starting perks, Kyle and Marcus. What did you pick for your starting perk? Was it just some some like increased health? Well, there's or a so there's your background, which is sort of like your blanket thing, because it's like this is your character's history. And then here's three sort of like main perks because you can get more perks. These are just the ones that you start with. So I, for that, I picked Scoundrel, which basically makes me Han Solo. And I got uh, like basically charisma, like you're good in conversations. You're good with a gun. And I think it, I'm good with a ship. I think that's the third one, like just great flyer or something. Um, and then actually the, the perks, you can have up to three, but you don't have to pick them. Like you can actually start the game with as few or as many as you want. <laughs> And I only picked one, which was a uh, neon city. Like my the character, street kid or whatever. Yeah, street. Yeah, kid. I have that one as well. Yeah. So like, I think it's the thing where um, Kramer Ron West is basically like, if if you do jobs in that city, you get more rewards for it. But then their opposing faction, when they get mad at you, the bounty is higher. Like whoever they feud with, they're like, if they get mad at you, the bounty is going to be like raised. There's that, and it's it really kind of just boils down to in Cyberpunk 2077, you had your background, and like I picked corporate. So sometimes talking to someone, if they were a corporate person, I'd have an additional dialogue option that says corporate. Oh, okay. So the yeah, what I've mostly seen with this Neon Street Kid background is like, especially on Neon, I was talking to people like the bartender, and I had a Neon Street Kid option that's like, I know these streets, like you can't fool me, like I grew up here, blah blah blah, that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, it hasn't, it's just from what I've seen more like flavored dialogue, basically. Yeah. Like I haven't gone to neon yet, so I haven't, I haven't seen my, my perk in action yet. I don't, I don't think they're even called perks. I could be wrong about that because they're like, they're actually like uh, pros and cons traits, traits maybe. Yeah. yeah. yeah, Like they all yeah. have a benefit and, and a detriment. Cause I know yeah. there was one that they shared pub, like in like the summer game fest thing that I, I, I think Matt Miller did where it's like, you have parents uh, in the game. And you can go to their home and talk to them, but you also have to send money to them. And, and that's like two like, percent of your yeah. overall income. And that's I how think. all yeah. the traits are. It's like this is kind of cool, but this it makes it harder in this way. So I don't think I think I only picked like one and I don't even remember what it was because I was like I just didn't like any of the sort of the downsides of any of it. That's what I that's why I only picked one too. I was like, I don't know if I want to deal with like multiple downsides. Yeah. For for another example of that, I picked extrovert, which uh, gives me like better persuasion chances. Um, but on the pros and cons thing, I have increased damage when I'm with a companion. But if I'm by myself, I have decreased damage. Um, that I, I just so wait, specifically as an extrovert? Yes, I think so. Unless okay. I, yeah, yeah. If I'm I by you, myself, I think you flipped it. Oh. No, if I have people with me, I'm by, I get increased damage. You're, and you're if better. I, okay. I thought yeah. And if I do more damage. Yes. Okay, Sorry. I thought you meant, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We've and overcomplicated this, but yeah. I see what you're saying now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. Um, I like all they they tell you too when you pick extrovert and introvert. They're like, you can't be both. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> My only other question feels premature, so I'm not. So I'll say what it was, but I don't, I don't expect an answer. I, I guess like 
in the time you've played the game, does this live up to? I feel like you know, Bethesda's been in a weird spot with their RPGs. You know, like it's it's kind of hot or cold um, with them, it seems. And I guess like, is this the next great game from them, or or does it feel? Like it falls short of expectations and maybe that's too that's uh you're only like eight hours in kyle so i think you know probably gonna hold off on that answer but like what what's your gut feeling i guess uh one one thing we haven't really talked about which again it's like i may i'd be curious what what marks have to say is i actually haven't encountered a lot of jank right um it's not i it's not gone Right. There's still like I tried to get on a train once and my partner just like the door closed in front of them and got like <laughs> the, the, they just, the train went off and they kind of flew off. Uh, so that kind of stuff I've been seeing a little bit, but it's mostly like fun stuff, you know, like just like weird physics things. And um, in that respect, it is definitely a step above like the Fallout 76 launch because right because that's ultimately where we left Bethesda. Right, Fallout seventy six has turned around a lot. A lot of people really like that game. They've improved it a lot, but like, there's no escaping that rough launch. And I think, at least, you know, initial early feedback, my feeling of it all is like, this feels much more solid than maybe any Bethesda game I've played at launch. Right? I I don't know if you guys feel the same way. And to me, of their that's RPGs, like, you mean? Or like, yeah, like okay, compared yeah, yeah. to like Oblivion and Skyrim and Fallout Three and Four, like this feels much more sturdy and solid. Yeah, I wonder if it's because it's kind of cut up more and not just yeah. one continuous world, you it know? Because I, because I mean, I played Skyrim at launch on PS3, so I know a thing. Oh or two gosh, about bugs. <laughs> <laughs> I sold the game because I couldn't beat it. Like literally, yeah. couldn't because of that door issue. But but yeah. the, like. All, with the, the reason I even bring that up is, like, to me, it feels like a good first impression. Like, okay, I think we're off to a good start here. I think it's going to be impossible to live up to the expectations that people have had in place for it of being this, like, truly endless space exploration game. There are a lot more walls than I expected, but it's still, like, I'm still getting pulled in, and I'm enjoying it. I'm not really getting... Uh, upset or annoyed with a lot of things and which is like sounds like middling praise but it's like a huge game and i've only like taken a little nibble at it but it's like good good first impressions and i and i'm i'm i think people will be happy with it if you love skyrim and fallout and you're ready for like a new bethesda rpg to sink your teeth into i think starfield's gonna be it you know yeah okay i'm kind of uh yeah, like I like I said, it's it's too early to say for sure, obviously. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. But it hasn't like it hasn't like crapped the bed or anything. Like I said, I I noticed that too, where I was like, okay, I haven't really, I haven't seen really any glitches, like even the fun kind yet. It's <laughs> it's been less jank and more like I don't want to call it like a technical glitch. It's just like there are a few remnants of like dated mechanics, mainly in like companions that follow you around, where like maybe sometimes they lag behind or like kyle said like they get caught in things in weird ways where you're like it's like i don't know if it's like jank it's just that this is just like a dated npc model like it's not like terrible but it's like noticeable as someone has played so many of these games now i will say i do like that they have when you leave them behind there's a mission that pops up that reminds you like hey you have someone that you told to stay still go get them uh so i think that because i had to leave someone behind that's nice i, yeah. I left someone at a police station and then went like almost off world i was like oh crap <laughs> i had to go get them um but i think that um 
again, I think if you wanted that like seamless No Man's Sky experience, it's not that. Which Bethesda has said many times that it is not that, and they've shown that it's not that. So it, it's not like it's it shouldn't be a surprise unless you've just gone like radio silent on this game. Um. So it, but but jumping through those walls does take getting used to. I think the space stuff is what I'm still warming up to, because like the underground stuff is like, oh, it's it's what you expect from Bethesda, it's just in space. But like walking around, meeting in weird characters, like we've mentioned, running into weird little situations of like what weird person or weird apartment, and then um, talking to people and all the ways that can go. But then once you get into your ship and fly off, it's like, okay, this is where it feels like a brand new game, and. It, I'm still trying to get a handle on all the things to manage there. And I will, I think I'm going to try to like, like spend some more time in space now after hearing uh, you guys' stories about things that can happen. Cause again, I was like, eh, I don't want to get into a dogfight. I'm just going to go straight to Mars or whatever, you know? <laughs> um, but yeah, once I, I think that stuff, that stuff looks like it has the potential to be cool. Cause I, I, I do like that I can wander on my ship and be like, oh, I can leave stuff here. I can. I see ways this can be built out and like fill these seats with characters that I like, you know, but uh, I, I just, you know, TBA on all that stuff, but I, 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 I'm having fun with it so far. I think for me, like jumping in, I think a lot of people are going to be shocked for the reasons we've stated. Like it's probably different than you expect. There's a lot of loading. The systems are pretty complicated, but I'm now that I'm about 17 hours in, like the more I'm playing, the more I feel what those cons were at first kind of like being shaved off like i do think jumping from planet to planet is very confusing at first and i wasn't sure if i liked it but now that i'm doing it a lot and i'm good at it and it's like second nature that's not really something i'm thinking about anymore like i'm meeting the game on its terms in that way so i'm i i get the sense that when i reach the end you know i'm I'm a couple dozen hours in whenever i finish it I, i assume uh maybe the things that were giving me problems in the beginning won't necessarily give me problems. And I think the end result will be Mm. like, yeah, it's a really good Bethesda RPG. If what I've played so far is any indication. Um, Real quick. Do you guys like the story so far? That's probably the thing we haven't really talked about them at all. Just, yeah, you guys hot, cold on it so far where you're at or I'm not. Yeah. It's, it's fine. Right. Which is like, kind of feels a little maybe more dismissive than i mean for it to be but there's like a weird thing happening with earth which is kind of intriguing and like um i want it it it, it's almost it's pretty typical of like you know what we found this alien thing and we don't know what it is but it's something it's like all right let's try and figure out what it is you know (laughs) like so i I think i think the the what's going to be you know the winner is probably going to be those little small stories that you come across rather than the large one but uh, I've been happy to sort of pursue the main constellation path. Like I haven't really gotten off that path yet. I want to see where it's going. So yeah, that's cool. That's interesting. It's um, I enjoy it. It's familiar for me, which I think when people play it, they will understand more. But like, I I feel like I have a pretty good idea of where I'm going story wise. But we'll see. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at too. It's uh, like yeah, it's fine. i've seen the least of it so yeah yeah Yeah. interesting okay well um before wes has to get out of here in a couple minutes uh any i know you've been playing skull and bones wes uh any any thoughts on that you want to share before you have to get out of here i know you have a a hard out yeah it's um i I can actually stay i dropped a message to you i don't know if i can stay a little bit longer but um oh cool okay uh Yes, Skull and Bones, I finally got to play it. Uh, I know some people have before because there's been a few closed betas, but this is the first time I did. 
Um, it was the first cover story I wrote for Game Informer back in July of 2022. And after playing it, I'm impre- more impressed than I thought I would be. But the the caveat is that I wasn't expecting to be... Like, the bar was low, basically, is what I'll say. Um, and I, I'm, No kidding. Yeah, I'm actually... <laughs> yeah, I'm actually having... I had a pretty good time with it in the closed beta. I still can't get over the hump that I think I'm going to struggle with getting over forever is like, why isn't this just a pirate game? Like, why isn't this Assassin's Creed 4 sans Assassin's Creed? Uh, it is a game where you primarily control the ship and you can get off your ship and like customize your pirate and talk to people. But I just want like an open world RPG where I just run around and be a pirate and I do it on the water sometimes and I do it on land. This isn't that. I will always struggle to get over how this game's mechanics came about. That said, what I actually played and what is there, I actually had a very good time with. It is uh, almost plays like a slowed down third person shooter on the seas. And I really enjoy that. It's it's faster than I expected, much faster than the naval combat and Black Flag. Um, so, But I don't want to say it's a fast third person shooter. It's a slow third person shooter because you're a ship. But more arcadey and more third person shootery than I ever expected this to be. And I'm enjoying that. No, it's like when you say third person shooter, it's because because uh, I've been playing it too. It's like you aim and shoot the same way you would in a shooter. Of like you aim with the left, shoot with the right. So it feels very natural to be like, yeah, I'm just going to blast this guy apart. Have either of you ever played World of Tanks or World of Warships? I was thinking the same thing, Alex. It's so really? funny that, yeah, because yeah, I reviewed the Xbox 360 version back in the day. Uh, which, I played the hell out of World of Tanks. Yeah. Which feels when. like a slow motion like sniper game, right? Yeah. 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 Until until like the people who bought the like there's there were there were oh, this is not anything to do with skull and bones. And World of Tanks, though, there were these these it was like the peak of the pay to win era. And people would just have these tanks that literally impenetrable if you're playing free to play. Uh, but besides that, World of Tanks ruled. Um okay. So surprising to you what are you doing like arena style like have you, have you played sea of thieves arena before and if so is it similar to that where it's multiple ships happening like fighting each other are you on teams what's that that kind of like we so this closed beta is like the starting hours pretty much so so far it was i was by myself taking out various ships around me um, it's an it's a massive open world. You can just, you know, sail around, and that's an enemy ship. That's a merchant. I want their stuff. Let me take them out. Um, or you do these contracts, which are basically quests, and they're like, go take out these ships because they didn't give me the rum they were supposed to, or go attack this village. Um, which I got excited. I thought I'm like, oh, we're attacking a village. Am I getting off the ship? Am I going to sword some people? No, your crew gets off at the village, and you have to patrol the area and take out any ships that come to their rescue. And you have a bar okay. at the top with like three different levels and each level is a, a new resource you gain. So for example, the final level was gold, which I needed at the time. So I had to stick around long enough and defend my crew and take out enemy ships for that bar to hit the gold for me to get the gold. And then I was back on my merry way. Sounds like an RTS a little bit in that way. Kind of. You're not really, uh, they're getting. Not in the fact that like, I don't know, this game sounds weird as hell and I'm trying to figure it's, out. It's, it's I'm weird. trying to compare it to things that I understand. It's yeah. weird because it's I think it's more simple than you might think that it is too. Because okay. it is just like 
it's like a big open ocean you have your ship and you're just going around like shooting other ships and then visiting islands to complete missions but it's a simplified version than what assassin's creed has done because you're not walking around the ship your deck ship it's like no nah, you're just steering it and then aiming and shoot and then sometimes you can drop your sails to go faster or slower that's like hmm. basically the game <laughs> it's like yeah and it, does and your it ship feels... have an ultimate ability i wouldn't be surprised if i have I mean... not found one yet but there's bigger ships uh, yeah and all the sh- all the ships have health bars and you're just yeah. like scanning sh- you're literally like scanning ships to be like here's With your spy the ship's level yeah there's big like, points okay, sh- like that explode when you hit them it's it's a shooter, yeah, but you're a ship. Okay. Um, yeah. I do want to know something that I think is really bad <laughs> just, in the game. I just want to is... call out, it's a shooter, but you're a ship is a really good <laughs> sentence. Okay, all right, let's move on. <laughs> uh, something I was very disappointed with is the character customization. It sucks a lot. Uh, you <laughs> go through this opening cinematic where like, or not cinematic, this mission where you are, uh, you know, you're the pirate king you take out a bunch of ships things go wrong and now you're back to, to square one uh and uh, yes i'm looking at a piece of wood and it has water on it and i'm looking at my character in the reflection but it's just their face and that's how you customize your pirate <laughs> and like there's full body tattoos but you don't even see them when you're switching them because all you're seeing is your face and you have <laughs> i mean this is a beta so maybe there's more but yeah, you only have like beta, well yeah. wes there is more um did you go because you got yeah, to the, the first like the main town did you go to the lady that yeah my clothes and change yes. appearance from and i was excited because i could there. finally do more there but in the in the beginning yeah. i'm like you know i'm trying to make a cool looking pirate this is the pirate fantasy and i have like five faces to choose from a few <laughs> hairstyles and i can't even see the rest of my like character very disappointed at that but you know, whatever. The, the I, I liked being a ship. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, you don't even see cool when quote. you're like, even yeah. when you're playing in first person on the ship, you just see your hands steering the wheel. That's it. And then the only time you see the your person is when you're on foot, but you're only seeing their backside anyway. It's like a kind of a behind the shoulder sort of a thing. Um, yeah, I'm, I kind of chalked it up to like, well, it's a beta is probably more. Like I said, there's more when you you have to play a few missions, but eventually you unlock the store where it's like a lady. So you can buy clothes and change your appearance again if you're not happy uh, but it's not it's not super deep it's mm. uh i got like a vague chadwick boseman looking guy right now that i'm <laughs> i guess i'm happy with uh but other than that's like i don't know like cool ship did you uh did you upgrade your ship at all i only got the second one that you have to do i haven't gotten any more than that yeah i got a third ship i didn't really upgrade it i added like cargo space or adding a ship yeah so i could have more resources but no i didn't i didn't want to get too deep because it's a closed beta i played enough and yeah i i had starfield to play to be honest so like uh, i put enough time to get a feel for it and understand it and i'm i'm walking away impressed by it given the entire cycle of this game with the caveat that the bar was low same i i like i kind of was like this i was like oh this is more fun than i thought given its history but and I think the production values are pretty solid. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's a bad looking game at all. And it, it, it at least made me say like, okay, when this comes out for realty, I think I'm more inclined to try it than mm. I was before. Okay. Um, also, the opening credits made me laugh because I think it's the first time that I can remember where, you know, it's like Ubisoft presents. And then they show every studio that worked on this game. And like, it's like Ubisoft Singapore, who were like the main developers. And you're like, oh, yeah. okay. And then you think we're going to move on. But it's like, and Ubisoft 
Tokyo and Ubisoft Montreal. And they all get like the fancy like logo. It's yeah. not like just the word. It's like the they're in. doing like the montage of all the different islands and like scenic shots. And then Ubisoft Scranton. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and it goes on for like a full minute. And you're like, it's almost, it's just this hilarious, like very beautifully rem- rendered reminder of one, how Ubisoft makes their games, but also just the development hell that this game has been through and how many studios have touched it. Yeah. I don't know. It just made me chuckle watching that. <laughs> what is wild to me is that it's currently listed as $70 on Amazon. I mean, that's probably going to be the price, honestly. I mean, I don't think they're self-aware about what they could get away with this game. <laughs> I think they're like, nah, this is one of our marquee releases. What are you talking about? <laughs> Yeah, I would maybe check it out for 30 bucks. This is an Assassin's Creed caliber release. Yeah, I just... Hey, maybe I it wish is, it was. You know? we'll I mean, see. it might be. It's, it's we right. never know. You know, things, you know, we, we're, we haven't played the full game, but which I won't be playing, but it's... <laughs> it's, it's I'm, I'm just glad that this... Oh, I'm seeing here that a video review has been assigned, and you're going to have to <laughs> yeah. capture a lot of B-roll. Sorry. Sorry to go. Oh, that. huh. Seems like that has been deleted from Monday already. <laughs> I don't see it. God. Do we know um, the West does beta does data transfer to the full game from this beta or no? I, I don't think so. No. There's not I mean we don't even know when this game's coming out yet. Coming out, yeah, technically. yeah. Sometime before twenty March twenty twenty four, based on uh financial uh that call. releases or whatever. But like those aren't, you know, this game has been delayed several times. Another delay is dropping the bucket at this point well that they heard what you said about the character creator so we got another delay coming <laughs> i mean wow. if it means i get to make a better pirate sure go why not <laughs> at this point uh well thanks for thanks for educating us uh as we wrap up the show i want to go over to kyle to talk about sea of stars i know you yeah. did a whole you did a whole deep dive on all things Nintendo, correct? Yeah, yeah. If you want to hear more, that's I, I talked with it a lot of, with Brian, so we'll keep this short because this is a, is a big episode. But um, I mean, the the sort of the the thesis of it all is it's great. I really love that game. Um, I gave it a nine out of ten, and it's it's like if you like Chrono Trigger, you know, if you like that era of RPGs, which I just I happen to really like that era of RPGs, like Super Mario RPG, yeah. Earthbound. I love Golden Sun on the Game Boy Advance. Like it feels like one of those right yeah um but that being said if you're like i don't i never really played any of those games like sea of stars is like a fantastic sort of entry point like it's one of those things where it's like you know this is this isn't me saying like oh this is only for 16-bit rpg fans like this is a this is a game that will show you why those styles of games are so beloved as well because it's just really smooth it plays really well the story is uh super engaging and interesting i like all the characters um, it is a game that I began reviewing and finished, right? Got beat the final boss, uh, wrote the review and turned it in and installed Starfield on my Xbox Series X and booted uh, Sea of Stars back up on my Steam Deck and played it for like another 10 or 15 hours. Like I really, really was like engaged. And like there was, there's a lot of stuff to do after you beat that first boss, which is almost like a little bit of a wink of like, Hey, it's probably a good idea to kind of try to be a completionist if you're going to check out Sea of Stars. But uh, yeah, hi- highly recommend. It's just like a really smooth, beautiful game with a fun story and good combat. It's just like it it checks a lot of things. Uh, it's really, really fantastic. How long did it take? Uh, oh yeah, so main main story. Like if you just want to, you know, not mess around with side quests too much and just start to see the end. 
uh, like 25 hours, give or take. Um, and then I think, like I said, I spent about another 10 hours on it. So I'm about 35 hours. And there's one like final secret I couldn't figure out. And that I'm, I'm like waiting now, like uh, for the internet to figure out. I'm like Googling, you know, it's like been available now for a week. Maybe I've, uh, maybe it's been solved by this point, but I'm like, uh, I'm, I will, I will load that save up again. Absolutely. Once the internet figures out what the heck to do with these fragile hammers. <laughs> uh, my, my one question was going to be like, I love the messenger. Just yeah. His last game. Uh, the messenger gets weird. Does this game get weird? Um, without spoiling yeah i mean there's there's weird stuff in it i'll say that like um it is it's um there's a lot of twists uh margaret uh on uh, here at game informer who's on the production side of things has been sort of updating me as she's been playing it and like literally while we've been in this podcast she was like i can't believe how twisty this game is like there's this keeps throwing stuff at me that's that's fun and interesting okay she's um, playing games during the work hour <laughs> um about this hey, way to snitch to... on margaret uh, i don't know yeah. she, I, I think actually margaret it's 3 p.m it's not five i think specifically you... she said last night such and such happened okay mm, uh, so i'm sure she's yeah, covering yeah. her tail Look, margaret is yeah. very important to the health of game informer we can't do anything to cover <laughs> this is true this is true no i'm glad to hear that again i yeah one of the things i love about the messenger is how it was, it was also very twisty yeah. Uh, so I was I was hoping Sea of Stars would be the same, and it sounds like it is. So I'm excited. Yeah, they're very different games, and they do take place in the same universe. So there's some fun messenger Easter eggs in Sea of Stars, but they're I That's mean they're cool. radically different. Messenger is like a a sort of a Ninja Gaiden Super Metroid kind of mashup, and this is like I mean we even put a feature together on an Alex. I, I think you and Charles yeah. where it's like they specifically are like Mario RPG and Chrono Trigger are like the main inspirations for this game and the good stuff about those two games absolutely comes through in sea of stars for sure. And I know one of the main mechanic, I don't know if it's, is it a mechanic or a system where you like are the, you can like control the sun and the moon or something. Is that, that's kind of like the, I know like just from like the title of the game, yeah. like the the themes, there's something there's like, you're solving puzzles with that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. You're solving puzzles with that primarily. It's like a really okay. visually okay. cool thing because it uses like modern video game lighting on a sort of a 16 bit template. And it looks really cool to just change from day to night. Um, but primarily other than it looking really cool, it's just, it's for puzzle solving and stuff like that. Okay. Yeah. Cool. It's not like the game's different at night. Oh, I got to change it today to change my attacks. It, it doesn't, it's not that crazy. Yeah. 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 Man, guys, can we, can we just take like a month off to catch up on all I these know, games? Right. Wanna, I know. You guys want to take a pact? Let's just do that. Let's do it. Uh, yeah. Yeah, let's do that. I am going to take off a couple days this week. I should probably tell our boss. <laughs> um, <laughs> no. uh, yeah, there, there are a lot of games. I am, I am not playing any other game right now. Actually, that's not true. I played Fortnite. Because uh, it's a new rules. Fortnite season. Yeah, we. I would. I would like to dive into that in the coming weeks, Wes, with you. Uh, but I'm just trying to wrap up Baldur's Gate. I'm 42 hours in, so quite a bit more. I think last last week I was around maybe 20, uh, 15 to 20. I I have doubled my time in the game. That it has gone places, and it has been a long time, a very long time since I've been this deep into an RPG, to where like I'm like, oh yeah, like. RPGs are cool because like you fight gods. Um, oh, you and... should check out Sea of Stars. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
and you know it's it's all D and D stuff, but it's it's I I have it's been a long time since I have felt that um that experience because like I I have ADHD really bad um and also I'm just busy and so like I will often dip my toes into games and like try to appreciate them and for RPGs specifically right it's like okay this is cool I, I see where this is going like Persona 4 Golden I played through uh, a dungeon or two of that and I was like I like these characters a lot and, and the, these systems also the soundtrack's great but like oh I gotta I gotta keep moving like I and um I know there are people out there that they only play RPGs and the fact that I do that is is um baffling to them but I'm very glad that Baldur's Gate has just the story has hooked me I think it's incredible the characters I mean I, I tweeted about this or, or I blue skied it or something yeah what are, uh, what are these uh, new terms yeah whatever it is as one does posted to the internet yeah I posted to the internet uh, on the World Wide Web that <laughs> for instance like Asterian I hated him at the beginning of the game I thought he was just like a really stereotypical character right and and was just like a a, a trope and you know I, I think they know that i mean it's obviously they did that on purpose and now he's got like all these layers to him and he's like one of my favorite characters and i'm deeply investing invested in solving his his problems because i he's he's my bud he's my pal yeah, i'm glad you could see past his stereotypes and, and, <laughs> yes. and grow as a person yeah yeah you're right marcus i i my asterian types oh, um, he's a vampire right spoilers i thought that's what people have been saying right <laughs> is that a spoiler i've seen that all over the place it, it is technically an early game spoiler but yeah yeah he is oh okay um, i mean he looks like much, one of the posters <laughs> yeah it's much deeper than that he's i think he's called he's referred to in the game as the pale elf oh okay do you have a um relationship update you said you were trying to, to... shadow heart yeah are you guys is everything okay we actually just committed uh to ourselves um oh. that we were like gonna be together <laughs> i currently haven't seen the the culmination of that because it kind of happened during when a lot of stuff was happening mm -hmm. uh but shadow heart has um has turned heart? away from the dark has <laughs> turned away from the darkness oh you changed her and she changed herself <laughs> <laughs> uh, i was certainly encouraging her and clicking button prompts uh to hopefully make her her change but she did that work herself and you know it was after that it was she was like i just turned i just did things and i, I can't get into it yeah. hey look uh, we're happy for you man yeah yeah, yeah thank you it. thank you we're invited <laughs> me can we come to the end game wedding if there is one uh i don't know if there will be one or not but i'll let you know <laughs> like we'll start a multiplayer uh, session just to come to T tbd um but yeah, Shadow Heart. <sighs> she's got my heart, you know. She's <laughs> she's eclipsing the other things. It's in beautiful. The game. Another Sea of Stars reference. Casting a shadow on my heart. Yep. That's the poem uh, but, you wrote her. <laughs> yeah. This game's but coming also, to. Uh... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was just gonna say I've also just dialed in my characters to where they are just. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like I, I am still skate, like getting by by the skin of my teeth in some of these bigger fights. But my my folks are beefy. I've got I've got Lazelle. She's the fighter, uh, and I've got it to where like she can get like six six attacks in in one turn. 
it's busted. Like <laughs> there, I've been in a couple of fights where like normally one of my characters will take like two to three turn turns to take out an enemy. Right. If it's a bigger one, I've had fights where like Lazelle will kill like three people back to back and then in the turn. And I'm like, and they went from like full health to zero. Um, but when she gets her, di- when the dice rolls roll in your favor, it feels so good. Is she a barbarian? Um, she's a fighter. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. They can be pretty Which broken is... in D and D as well. Yeah. Yeah. So I was going to say, what's, have you gotten any critical failures? Like what's the funniest failure you've gotten? Uh, I was talking back to a God and they literally killed me <laughs> and like I had to load my save <laughs> and I was lost like, like a... four. <laughs> I lost like 30 minutes of progress. Cause I was like talking smack to a God and I was like, there's no way they're in actually, they don't have that much power. A God. And they, li- they literally wiped my entire party. <laughs> You, you talk to God and said, "I don't believe you have that much power." This is well, a- I don't, I don't know the D and D. I'm like, you're saying you're God. I don't believe you. Like, Ooh. I'm always the kind of person in these games. Where I'm like, you got to prove it to me. <laughs> like, I don't believe you that you're like this all powerful thing. That seems unhealthy. That's basically you. You've seen the end of Ghostbusters. You know that never goes well. I'm a skeptic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Was there another question I didn't answer? I don't. I don't remember. I'm kind of all over the place, but. Yeah. I like the game a lot, man. It's it's really good. I am uh, I'm trying to get through Starfield so that I can play this. I have Baldur's Gate on PC, but I work at my PC and I kind of just want to play on PlayStation. Yeah. And sure. it comes out. This I would not recommend weekend. it on Steam Deck. Oh, yeah. it's next. Yeah, Tuesday. it's rough. I tried yeah, on trans. Steam Deck, and yeah. you have to uh, very blurry, very blurry. Hey, but yeah. you know it's not bad on Steam Deck. See stars. Of stars. <laughs> That's pretty much how I played <laughs> yeah. it exclusively, and it was great. Hell yeah. Well, cool. Uh, I think that's going to do it for the for the show this week. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Again, if you did enjoy it, uh, you want to lo- learn more about Assassin's Creed, head over to our coverage hub, gameinformer.com slash Assassin's Creed Mirage. Uh, we'll have all of, the, all of our exclusive features and interviews and all that will be up there. Uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash gameinformer. Go purchase, purchase a, a, a magazine, a digital subscription to support us or grab a single issue for $5.99, either in store or online. Um, and follow these, these fellas here, follow Kyle at Kyle M Hilliard on, uh, all the social places, but yeah. we're blue, emphasizing I actually blue, use sky. blue sky a lot. So yeah, yeah there. we're emphasizing blue sky here. Um, <laughs> we did give out, I gave out, um, uh, either a code or two in the discord for that. We talked about it last week. Marcus, you can follow him at Marcus Stewart seven. Where where are you at? Where, let's do the social check in for you, Marcus. Where are you? Oh, I'm where are you just, putting your thoughts onto the world. I mean, not most places. I mean, Twitter by default, out of habit. I have a blue sky. I just keep forgetting that I have one because <laughs> I'm I'm not a big social media guy. So like adding one more has been it's still an adjustment. A lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah, but I am yeah. there. Cool. Uh, and then you can follow Wes at LeBlanc Wes. Or just West, Wesley where, where the Blanc at the blue, whatever the blue sky thing is. But I'm just Wesley. Okay, the okay. Yeah, I did secure okay. my name on Blue Sky, which I I need to use it Happy more so that you. I can, you know, have some purpose. But yeah, uh, and then you can follow me on Blue Sky and X slash Twitter and Instagram, all that stuff. I, I definitely am, am, am like Kyle, where I'm trying to just embrace blue sky because i it's a much more enjoyable 
it's a much more enjoyable experience um, versus the others right now. And then I post photos from like travel and stuff on my normal Instagram. All of them are at the same handle. It's just it's Van Aiken. Uh, so yeah, go listen to all things Nintendo. Check out Kyle's deep dive into Sea of Stars alongside Brian Shea. Uh, and uh, shout out to our podcast editor Matt Storm, aka DJ Stormageddon. You can listen to their podcasts, Fun in Games and their Bioware-focused podcast, which is called Reignite. That's going to do it for this week. We will see you next Thursday. Have a good week, everyone. Bye.